Vito here. Yo. The simulcast Vito TV Pro Wrestling Planet podcast. Today we're going to go over the big AEW pay-per-view from last night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Double or nothing, 2022. Yeah, it's Monday morning and you know what that means. Right. (laughs) Yeah, here we are. We're cutting this on the Monday morning afterwards giving us some time to kind of just not immediately react but digest a little bit right a lot went down yeah i mean process these like 20 matches that we just watched (laughs) um yeah nonetheless and that's all stuff that we'll get to but yeah that's what we're going to be talking about today so thank you for joining us Vito. what is up my man how you feeling i'm a little under the weather oh you know uh i am uh exhausted you know i got some sleep last night but that show left me very exhausted i did not think it was gonna end you know we're we're getting closer and closer to that 10 o'clock spot and i'm just like man we're on the west coast so we're looking at you know what it end 9 40 i mean if you started watching the pre-show proper at four which i did of course yeah as well as i did and you know it's like you're looking at uh over five and a half hours. Gosh, yeah, almost a almost a six hour ordeal, and yeah. then and then I don't know if you uh, caught. I I actually watched quite a bit of the media scrum afterwards, okay. and that was like another four hours. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, especially for people at the media scrum, like you know, like Meltzer and all that, like they just sat through a six hour show, and now they're sitting there for like three hours. During this media scrum, it's like, dude, they got to be, like, sleeping at this point. I guess, you know, they're so, jacked up because they're there, but... I only watched uh, just, like, a couple minutes of the punk part because yeah, yeah. Well, I was exhausted. <laughs> uh, I had just watched the episode of Fear of the Walking Dead, which was great. Nice. Um, and uh, so I was pretty tired and needed to go to bed. I came... And the wife was really tired and needed to go to bed because she had to work at 6 o'clock this morning, so... And I had no work, so got to go to bed. Well, we lucked out. I I caught bits and pieces of the scrum, and that's kind of funny talking about the length of the show. And that, like, one of my favorite parts is someone asked Tony Khan about the length, and he's like, "Well, you know, I mean, what do you, he he like he he it was like he was so offended. He was asked about the length of the show. He was like." Well, do you want less for your fifty dollars? I tried to give you as much as I could possibly give you for your fifty dollars. <laughs> he was offended. He was kind of offended. He was like, you know, but he was also like, you know, hey, well, you know, if that's what people want, if people want shorter shows, we'll do that. I was just trying to give you guys value for your money and give you, you as much as on possible. Twitter on Tony Khan's twitter page yeah (laughs) so i thought that was interesting i mean we talk about the length of it it's kind of one of those things where i see that reasoning i also see it's kind of like cookies do you want me to bake you 20 cookies that are all right or do i want 10 cookies that are like the best freaking cookies i've ever ate in my life 
is kind of how I look right. at it as. I mean, what's your opinion on this, Vito? I'm dying to hear what you think of the length of the show and if it needs to change or not. Well, now, if we're looking at um, events pay-per-view, if events pay-per-view is four hours long, I'm probably going to sleep through half of it. Okay, because it drags and it drags and it drags. But usually a Tony pay-per-view, this is what my friend calls him. He calls him by his, the first names. Tony. Uh, so um, if I'm watching the Tony pay-per-view, I uh, usually I'm, I'm wide awake through these things. Now, there were a couple of times we'll get to this later. Uh, anyway, usually bang for my buck, I agree with Tony Khan. But... Maybe. I also like cookies. <laughs> right. We all love freaking cookies, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and maybe it was just because I was kind of struggling from being a little bit under the weather. You know, maybe that was it because there were there were points I was kind of nodding out. I did not actually crash, though. I, I am happy no. to report. I was very close at one point, like right before the main event, but I, I snapped back out of it. Um, oh yeah, I was not in that way before that. Yeah, <laughs> I guess we'll kind of start with this pre-show, Hookhausen. Hookhausen. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Hookhausen, it, baby, against uh, damn uh, Mark Sterling and Tony Nice. Danhausen's uh, curse is vicious, dude. I think it it, it looked like it might have broke Sterling's nose. <laughs> You know, the curse is a very interesting move because it's kind of like one of those things where you do it, but it almost depends on who he's working with, how they decide that they're going to sell it. And so it's yeah, always it's like an Orange adventure. Kicks. Right. Yes. Yes. Exactly. So now, I mean, I guess since he has that spot now uh, on the car, you know, of course, Cassidy being injured or whatever. Yeah. But, but I thought this match, I mean, what, what can you say? You know, it was it was what it was supposed to be. Uh, Dan Housen did a few things, did a few fancy things. He Then he got heat on him. Then uh, Hook came in and started lighting it up, being Hook. So, yeah. The finish was great. I love the finish. Hook did his thing. Dan Housen's like, oh, get me in, get me in. And then, you know, lackadaisical, you know. Did nothing but to win, and then the fans dug it. The match was, eh, like you said, it was made to be what it was—a uh, little fun beginning kickoff. Right. But love that Danhausen. <laughs> Gotta love that Danhausen, and uh, it'll be interesting to see where they go with all this from here. I guess it's enough. I guess it's about time we let the cat out of the bag here talk about the elephant in the room the big mjf debacle over the weekend were oh, you following man. the story i was as all it was day happening? long all day as well as i was as soon as i heard the news that he had left the fan fest or that you know he, he never didn't showed up. show up right well, earlier in the day, they were saying he never even got to Vegas. Oh, uh, they left Weird. him a plane ticket. He didn't even get on the plane. He did get on the plane, but he never made the fan fest. Uh, someone saw him in a casino. Uh, all this different stuff I saw. But what I thought was cool was uh, his entrance. They had to do his match the beginning. Oh, for sure. Right. But then what's funny is they delayed his entrance which I thought was a great point. 
Did you catch that? I did not. His music hit, and then, like, camera moved around a little bit, you know? And oh, so like, they did, like, a waiting thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, oh, where is he? Is right. he coming out, or is Tony Khan going to come out and be like, oh, sorry, everybody. <laughs> but, no, he came out eventually. I thought it was interesting that they did, I mean, the announcers, as far as I could tell, they didn't talk about any of that. Stuff. And I know so the whole day's actions. They they did not talk about the situation at all, but they did during his entrance or shortly thereafter. They did uh, show someone in the crowd with an MJF "Show Me the Money" sign being I held up, that. and I thought that that was interesting that they let that make broadcast, but they didn't mention anything else. I also and, noticed that uh, on his entrance and the first couple minutes in the match he had that look on his face that more more so than usual that he just didn't give a shit just didn't care he had right. that more than usual mjf i don't give a crap face so take that for what it is well a lot of it could have been this match too because i mean it's kind of one of those things where you when you build up a storyline and there's really only one way for it to pay off is just you getting like squashed you know, um, and, but that's an interesting conversation to have too. Was it always going to be a squash? Did they change it? You know, I would assume so that this was basically the match they were going to have all along. Um, but it's very interesting, man. And then, you know, to have him squashed like he was, take like 10 power bombs, get stretchered out. And then yeah, we talked about this on Wednesday. I really did not think he was going to get dominated like that. And we didn't see spears even. Right. No spears either. Yes, that was very weird. I was half expecting at least some sort of a run in somebody yeah. to like try to help him. MJF got hardly any offense at all. It was yeah. crazy to me yeah. how they how they formed this match. Did they book it like that because of what happened? Well, that like a punishment, right? We we don't really know. Uh, uh, but what my favorite part of that was the whole of the whole thing was uh, when he was on his knees and he dug in the tights to get the ring. Yeah, both, yeah. Uh, both the greatest referee in the world, Bryce Rensberg, and Wardlow were like standing over him, like, "What are you doing, man?" You're right. Like we can both clearly see what you were doing. <laughs> like, like the match paused for a second, and they're all right. just like, "Dude." Come you're on. Not, you're not even give trying me. to be crafty here. Yeah, we're like, give me the ring. You're not even trying we're, anymore. Yeah. It was that was a good moment. Like <sighs> I don't know if I've seen that before. It was kind of cool. I like that spot. Now Tony and the scrum, I didn't catch this part, but apparently from reading on Twitter, when he was asked about it, he said he wasn't gonna comment on it. So Ooh. it that's that's something that I also think is very very interesting because it's like could this all be a work could it be this whole mjf i want more money i'm going to <sighs> wwe in 2024 thing i don't see where it would go if it is a work but i mean i know he's an asshole and his gimmick's an asshole and he lives a real life asshole gimmick is this is that too many assholes for this show no but, plenty of assholes i don't know man it just seems like 
it seems like too much, right? It's a it's to ca- not be a work. I'm I'm just used to Vince's wrestling. Right. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot, man. It seems like anti Summer of Punk, kind of like the reversal of that, right? Similar yeah. but different, like. Which they brought that up in the scrum. I saw that part of the scrum because that is the only part I watch. I watched the first half of CM Punk's part of the scrum. Right, right. You know, it's it's one of those things. I'm very interested to see what happens. You know, a lot of people are talking about how he might be written off TV for a little bit. Yeah, I was going to um, say that. Uh, Ten power bombs. You mentioned that. Ten yeah. power bombs. Yeah. Uh, Wardlow put his back to the hard cam for the second one and the sixth one which I think is weird I don't like back to the hard cam anything Quite. I don't like it um, but immediately neck brace stretcher out yeah um, I mean immediately I've never seen that go as I mean usually they roll you out they put you on the stretcher they put the neck brace on you but they were like clamoring to get the neck brace on him and then get him on the stretcher. It was, it was awkward for me. And then uh, I'm like, is he's gone? Right. I mean, off TV, at least. I think it'll be a while before we see him. This really could have been Tony's way of just kind of silencing him for a bit. It's very strange though, with the way that this was all built up, it just seems like it should have been more than an opening match squash either way um it is what it is uh Vito. we go from that bucks and hardys i suppose yeah was our next match um take us through this one Vito. uh if you can kind of if you just just got to read back to me what what you got there and then i'll well, uh, i'll interject we got caprice coleman on commentary a good roh commentator uh mm. we got the elvis bucks little Elvis intro for the Bucks. God, I always have intro. See, that's the thing about me. Uh, AEW's got interesting intros. You know, uh, in, uh, entrances, introductions, all those. I like the beginnings. So uh, when Jeff comes in and he comes around and he passes the Bucks and, and Brandon on the far side and he like slows down, goes by him, and he comes around the far right side of the ring. He puts his face in the camera. He looks like a wrinkled, um, who's it? Tommy Lee Jones Joker. Oh my God. Yeah. Right. Did you see that? Yeah. I was like, Oh my gosh. Like all the past weeks of us talking about Jeff Hardy. And I love Jeff Hardy. And we have both said how much we love Jeff Hardy, but we've also said how he's, seriously slipping back and when i saw that wrinkled joker face i was like dude this is too much for me i don't know if that is what took me out of the match or just the match took me out of the match but it was one of the first times i nodded i just want to say that in the middle of this match was the first time i nodded and i turned to i turned to my wife and i said i've never nodded "Quote unquote" during uh, Young Bucks match. During a box Ever. match, Ever. Kinda, it's usually hard to do, huh, bro? I don't know. Yeah. Um, the one thing I I, I do notice uh, is when the Young Bucks go against a set of brothers, older brothers always start. Older brothers start against, the match. Uh, Lucha Brothers, Penta and 
and uh, Matt started first then too. A lot of people were talking on socials about Jeff just not really seeming like he was with it during this match. Which oh um, no, are they going to say drugs? I don't know. I mean, I the didn't really. Drugs. I, I didn't really see that. It looked like he was trying to work as hard as possible. There's, there's his a, boot wasn't even on. There's another. Uh. Uh-uh. If you have a chance, go back. His one of his boots were completely tied and like you know up under his pants the way they should be. The other boot completely flailed open. I don't know if it was huh. the whole match or what. I stopped watching it because it. This match was awful. You know, it was one of those things. It was a timing thing. This mat, this match could have been. You know, maybe they could have done this on a TV or something. It seemed to no, me they should have done it on a pay per view, but they should have done it like that last ROH match before they came back at WrestleMania. Did you see that match? Oh I yeah, think it yeah. was a ladder match before their last WWE return. Yeah. Okay. It's like the Don't... night before Mania. When oh, they returned. Gosh, that was like six years ago now. It was amazing. It was amazing. Uh, one thing I thought it was cool was uh, uh, Nick Jackson coming through and kicking everybody. He took out Matt Jackson. He took out Brandon Cutler. And all Nick Jackson's been living hard these last few years. Yeah. I... Uh, uh, I was watching some of the, like some of the first episodes of BTE before the show and then like seeing him there and then seeing him on the pay-per-view. I'm like, dude, you aged like 10 years and six years. It seems like he's still on top of his game though. It's been pretty hard. Well, no. Yeah. I'm not saying like, I'm just saying just from a look standpoint, you know, nothing, nothing against the, the work or anything like that, but just like, man, he looked like a spring chicken five years ago. Being an EVP uh, has aged him. The stress of it. Yeah, oh, for sure. Apparently. Oh, for sure. Um, uh, that the other plus thing, parenthood. Uh, oh, yeah. Has he got three kids now? <laughs> yeah, right. He's got three kids. Yeah, uh, see, there you go. So Nick super kicking Matt, or me, Matt, and super kick Cutler. I don't remember what it was, but one of those two combos that led to the, the, that was the first shot of the night that led to friends kicking friends. And it happened a few times tonight <laughs> or last night. Um, yes. Which we'll talk about later, but, um, uh, Oh, it was a super kick. I know there was a, a super kick party where the Hardys were on their knees throughout the whole party. Uh, and I thought to myself, I was like, wow, I would not want to be on my knees through a whole party, especially a super kick party. Yeah. Probably not the best idea. No. Probably not the best position. And Vito, I don't know if you if you caught this on commentary. I didn't hear the announcers mention anything about it. Um but the box kind of seemed like at least with their immediate gear, like their their headbands and their, you know, some of the stuff on there. Uh, and Cutler was all dressed up like a tiger. We were in Las Vegas, yep. home of my Las Vegas Raiders, and it seemed yeah. like that was kind of a slap in the face since the Cincinnati Bengals eliminated the Raiders out of the playoffs last season. I don't think that was a coincidence. I got more of a Sigfried and Roy. Okay, uh, okay. 
all right, maybe I just maybe just works both ways. These sour Raiders fans are reaching. <laughs> <laughs> maybe so, maybe so. <laughs> but uh, no, they, honestly, and that's why I kind of talked about the time of this match is because it seemed to me. I didn't think it was necessarily bad. I think they tried to cram 20 minutes worth of shit into like 10 minutes. And from there, it just kind of, it was kind of clanky. It was kind of, it was kind of meh. It didn't really bore me so much as it just seemed like clanky to me. It just disappointed me. Uh, Hardy's kicked out of super kicks. Uh, they never did hit the BTE trigger though. The Bucks, no. the Bucks never, never got the, you know, they, they were close to hitting the trigger on, uh, I think it was Matt. And then everything turned around to where the Hardys, you know, t- turn around and get the win. So, yeah, Hardys get the win. You would think. Uh, I just want to point out Jeff hit a perfect swanton onto those stairs. Oh, my God. That scared the crap out of me. I don't know. It's just kind of one of those things where it's just like a good way to freaking hurt I your back. I think he said, uh, "I think he said, hey Tony, uh, remember that Swanton I missed on Darby that yeah, one match? Right. You think I can uh, get one of these Buckies to take it in this match? I'm gonna redeem myself here. Bad, so I want to do it this time. <laughs> so next, we had uh, a small little video from the Scissor Crew. That's what I'm calling them. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the acclaimed and the ass boys. Okay. And uh, basically, Daddy Billy was going into the hotel room. They're all passed out. And anyway, that's all we got to say about the, the scissor crew. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> yeah, I missed this. So. Yeah, scissor crew. Uh, Not an official name, just what I'm calling them Scissor Club. We got the Bullet Club and we got the, the Scissor, Scissor Club. Club. Yeah. <laughs> Jade and Anna J. This was a little bit more than your standard Jade squash. It was better than this, I thought it would have been. This was uh this was an interesting match. I liked it. Yeah. It's probably one of the better Jade Cargill matches there's been in this streak overall. Uh, yeah. And then we get uh, a couple big debuts at the end. It was some awkward action. You think so? I mean, I think it looked. I mean, as far as Jade Cargill matches, I I thought it would it looked better than usual, but it wasn't nothing to write home about. I'm a Jade fan. Usually her matches are on point, but it's mostly her doing the stuff. Uh, I right. noticed they're pretty trying much... to set up some stuff. It was kind of awkward with Anna trying to do some more technical stuff. Right. Um, it almost looked like Jade was having a problem setting up more of Anna's technical stuff. Right. But uh, but overall, I loved it. Right. No, st- no Sterling to come out and no baddies to come out. She came out by herself. Right. But uh, that changed, of course. So Sterling apparently selling the injuries from earlier, right? But yeah. then we have the run-in from the old Malcolm Blevins, uh, who yeah. going Stokely ba- Hathaway, going back under the old name Stokely Hathaway. He's involved with this now, um, and then after the match is over, 
we get the debuting uh, Athena. Yes. Uh, oh, oh, first, Chris Statlander was in there. Excuse yeah, me. We get Chris Statlander uh, coming down to to help also, make the save, uh, and then first Sterling came in with the crutch, like you said. Right, and right, right. Like any good manager, he threw the crutch straight into Anna J. <laughs> rolled it, rolled it right into it. <laughs> and then uh, I think uh, Johnny Hungy, of course came out uh and hit i think one of the best brain busters johnny hungy hits a very good brain buster brain buster of johnny hungy john silver and i wouldn't i would have never really thought about this unless they had said something i would i wouldn't have made the connection but excalibur made some kind of comment about how when blevins came out they had um it was like he kind of like automatically replaced Sterling, right? And so it's just kind of one of those weird like um, like storyline talking points, you know? Like, why was he already like ready to go? Did she, okay. I mean, I guess she thought that like after he got hurt, well, I'm going to have to call for backup or something like that. That's gonna how they're going to play it off. Okay, now, here's the thing. I don't know why he said that, because I was reading a quote from Jade on, I don't know if it was from Twitter or from an interview. Uh, I was reading it this morning. It was about uh, Sunny Kiss joining the baddies. And she basically said, um, you know, we're pretty full right now. I got a lot going on. I got um, I got Smart Mark, and I got that... Uh, What's his name? Stokely Hathaway. And I got the two baddies already. So Jade pretty much said in that interview that she already has both guys and the two girls. Okay. So she's pretty much got a lot going on. So according to that interview, they're both staying. Well, a manager is a manager and a lawyer is a lawyer, I guess, right? That's I mean, right. This way, I don't know, Sterling can just, he can still be around, but... Uh, so that's the deal with Jade. We look, you know, that will be, uh, looks like this is continuing at least for a little bit. Now we, I've always thought about who can potentially in the Ooh, yeah. uh, streak of Jade is, is Athena the one? I mean, I'd prefer if it was a homegrown talent. Yeah. You know, Statlander could be Statlander. Yeah. Um, but maybe not, you know, maybe, I don't know. But I, I when I look at the, the AEW women's roster, I don't know if there's really, I mean, I guess Chris Statlander, but it doesn't really get me, like, overly excited, you know, about, I don't know. I almost think it has to be somebody kind of, like, not just, like, a normal girl. You know, we need to wait until someone, like, a monster like Jade shows up kind of a thing. You know uh, what I mean? I thought you were going another way with that. No, no. <laughs> no, I wasn't going into a, a Nyla Rose rant or or something <laughs> like that. No. Um, but then again, I mean, maybe that hasn't happened yet, right? They haven't done that match. No. And you could think... I mean, I don't know what really her standing is in the company right now or whatever. It seems like, you know, she's kind of uh, getting pushed she back down. She just 
her last thing was losing the Thunder Rosa. I right. think at I think Revolution. Right. So, or no, that was that Battle of the Belts. Oh, Battle of the Belts. You're right. Yeah, that was Battle of the Belts. So now it's like, okay, well, I couldn't beat Rosa, but maybe I can beat I Jade. <laughs> so, uh, I would be I would be actually very interested to see that match. To be honest, if they could find yeah. a cool way to do it, I think. Um, I don't know, but it, you know, I don't want just some some small chick beating her. Is basically my point of all that. I want someone to come in and dominate Jade and give her what she's basically done to everybody else. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of how I feel. So, um, but moving on, Vito, uh, we got you know. I don't know, man. This might have been my favorite match of the night. House of Black, Death Triangle. That It was... In the trios. The winner, winner, chicken dinner. That was a good match. Good good finish, good middle, good everything. So Actually, fast. at one point in the middle, at one point in the middle, uh, one of the commentators, oh, it was Excalibur, said there was a Donnybrook on center ice. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. You get you get that said in the middle of your match. You got you got a good match going. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and I was, you know, Vito. I wasn't really looking forward to this. I kind of felt like this was kind of a thrown in match on the card, and they literally did one of those things where it's like, okay, you know, maybe maybe that wasn't their perspective that anybody like was really caring about their match, but they made people care by the time it was over. Hey, once again, entrances, great. Yeah. The entrances were amazing. Uh, House of Black looked awesome. Yeah, their paint House was on Black point. so cool. Right. Yeah. House of Black looked so cool. Buddy Murphy's paint. Yeah. He actually looked like on a whole different dude. Target. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is great. You know, it's hard to recap exactly what happened because we we saw a lot of stuff. But um, this, of course, ends with House of Black winning. Ends with Julia Hart finally turning heel and joining the group, which she she should have done two weeks ago. Why yes. why they had her like? And we talked about that angle when it was on when it was on Dynamite that night. Like, what the hell? Was the deal with pay that? Pay they should have just done it. I don't pay know. It was me. You know, uh, I guess. A couple points for me. Penta hit a, a middle rope slingshot. Middle ropes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was nice. Ooh, uh, that, this was the match with the sick, uh, um, the destroyer on the on the apron, right? Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. 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 Uh, it's probably my favorite uh, spot of the night. Pentagon. Another thing is, uh, there was a moment for Ray Trailer. Did you hear that? Uh-uh. Uh, who was it? It was, I think, uh, Brody King hit a boss man slam. And they're like, oh, boss man slam. Oh, we love Ray Trailer. Rest oh, in man. peace, Ray Trailer, the great big boss man. I was like, huh? In the middle of a badass trios match, they have a little moment to give shout out to Ray Trailer, the big boss man. If you ever come to Cobb County, Georgia, serving high time, it, uh, that was more fun. super kicks. Yeah. Uh, Which, and then, uh, let's right. see. 
Fiesta Super Kick, not a Super Kick Fiesta party, Super Kick, but Fiesta yes. Super Kick. A Fiesta Super Kick. And then, like you said, uh, one of the top three destroyers I've ever seen. That was pretty brutal. Amazing. Uh, number one best destroyer is still the one where PD ran uh, against Hard Cam and jumped and did that destroyer. No one does a destroyer better than Petey Williams. Uh, so let's just put that there. Well, he's the OG of the move, yeah. so I would hope so. Yeah, for sure. Um, was this the match? <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, I saw there were a couple different Poison Ranas during this show, and I think this was, I don't That's know if this funny. was the match where I, it, yes. it looked like somebody's neck almost snapped. Yeah, I um, wrote down on here, Poison Rana is one of my favorite moves. It looks cool. awesome, but it looks so scary, dude. And Pox, Pox hits the best one, too. Yeah. Pox Poison Ron is the best. Okay, yeah. There's a lot of neck spots in this one that I'm like, oh, You're <laughs> oh, right. is he okay? Check yeah. his neck. And it perfect ending with Julia Hart. Lights going out, Julia Hart coming out with her sweet paint job, too. She's got a cool little eye, eye Ju- paint job. Julia Hart's now officially a member. What happens to the Hollywood Blondes now, or the or the Varsity Blondes? <laughs> Varsity Blondes, Brian. They just kind of, they just kind of keep on going without her. Yeah, uh, dark guys. They just kind of go back Hanging to dark. Dark boys. Yeah. I go to dark. What is Say the Owen Hart Foundation? I don't know because literally we've we've been we've been having this tournament for like two (laughs) months. I've heard the name Owen Hart Foundation. I don't know exactly what it does though. I don't know either. But uh, for all of our fans listening and watching, please go look and maybe comment and tell us what it is. I'm gonna I'm gonna look right now. A bunch of different things. It looks like there we go. Um, Food drives. uh, Different. Projects so just helping out. It looks like it's a f- mainly a food deal, from what I can see here. A bunch of food drives, trying to send food all over the world. Yeah, apparently, that's good. Apparently Everyone's got to eat. Randy, are you hoarding yourself out for cheeseburgers again? Man's got to <laughs> eat. <laughs> Everyone's got to eat. <laughs> Now, I got to be honest with you. I did not take very many notes during this match because, well, it was great. Uh, so I just watched it a lot. It was nice to enjoy. You know, it had a nice, um, you know, the story of the match was basically just Joe trying to avoid arm damage, the shoulder damage yeah. that he came into the match with. Um, Joe actually dominated most of the match. Probably, I would say it was a good, like, 70 30 on joe it was more or less where it was one of those weird matches where um joe as the face dominates most of the offense and it was cole that would get in brief spots of like hope spots so they kind of like reverse the psychology of of the match there uh right but yeah. uh so that was kind of the overall vibe of the match it was still great uh we had a bobby fish run in only a little bit of fish a little bit of fish no uh, sanjay and uh and lethal right 
just you know this this allowed Cole to get another last second flurry of offense to hit all of his moves. Uh, of course, he's not doing the um, you know destroyer or anything on Joe. Um, but yeah, yeah. Panama. Yeah, yeah, whatever he calls it. Sunrise. Yeah. I just want to shout out to this. I just showed a little bit my Adam Cole baby shirt. There you go. Bam, 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 bam. I got it in my last All Elite crate box. This one right here. Bam, bam, bam. Hell yeah. This is the one I did not do an unboxing for. So I just want to shout that out. You know, you'd... you can catch other unboxings on Frito TV. The anyway, next, the next on. one that comes out. Yes. We're all over it. All over it. I will hopefully have it as well. Um, but yeah, Joe gets a solid three count. You know, it wasn't, uh, you know, Joe actually sold that he was beat. And uh, so we get Cole with the win. He kind of just goes to the back and then we transition into the women's cup final. And then when they said ceremony later, I was like, oh, Britt's definitely winning. Right. But, and I also, and this is, look, we predicted this, Vito. We predicted this, you know, after after yeah. last week's di- Dynamite when we went through the predictions that it would end up being Cole and Baker. Now, yeah. they did throw me a curveball during this uh, Britt Baker-Ruby Soho match. Britt Baker comes out with Rich Ward. With you know, one Fozzie guitarist. One Fozzie guitarist. Ruby Soho gets the full band. She gets Rancid. All of Rancid. The legendary <laughs> punk rock band of Rancid. They're all there. The crowd's going nuts because they're like, yeah, Rancid. We love this song. And this usually makes you think, usually, if this was WWE foreshadowing, uh, then Ruby Soho wins this match because she has the band, right? So uh, I was like, I was thinking, I was thinking the other way. Really? I was thinking, you know, she gets the band, so you know that's what you get, and then you get the L. <laughs> it's like, hey, she got one guitarist, you got the full band, so it's only right that she gets the win, right? Usually, she didn't get the full Fozzie band. Chris Jericho wasn't up there singing The Doctor Will See You Now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, see, yeah. Well, usually the person with the full band gets the gets the win. But that's not always the case, though, I guess. Yeah. Um, you think back to, like, WrestleMania 14 when Sean had the DX band, still got his ass kicked. So are we going to talk about the worst sharpshooter ever? That They've Ruby been happening since this, this damn tournament started. Can no one do a sharpshooter anymore? Is it like a lost art? They need to find someone in the back. Uh, Dean Malenko. They need to take Dean Malenko, take him to some school, and grab every single AEW roster member and have Dean Malenko teach every single one of them how to put on a damn sharpshooter. Chris Jericho, too. Get Chris Jericho and Dean Malenko Take all these kids and say, this is Sharpshooter 101 class, children. It's so easy. I used to put the Sharpshooter on people when I was like eight years old. I don't see. It's because they can't, they, I noticed they're not gripping the knee. They're grabbing 
the calves. <clears throat> so when they go to sit on it, they just drop all the legs. So they're like, oh, they gotta, they're not resetting. They're afraid to reset. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's the problem. They're not, they're grabbing too high. Yeah. Cause usually you'd see, you know, Brett would kind of be like working with it, you know, and like kind of yeah. shift himself yeah. into position. So um, I do want to say that there was a shotgun drop kick to the outside RKO style, right? It okay. came like camera angle. It came straight from out of camera angle. It was beautiful. So to your living believe. room. Yes. This match was a banger. It was awesome. And then they completely sputtered out with that. I mean, it yes. was a nice match. And then the the what was supposed to be their big dramatic spot with Britt, you know. But also, I, I think back to that now, and I'm like, okay, why was, why was Ruby even doing the sharpshooter? You know what I mean? Because the, their plan, obviously, for that spot was Ruby sharpshooter on Brit and have Brit power through to the ropes, right? Do like yeah. the heroic like rope grab, rope grab. When she's the heel though, right? Or I mean, does it even really matter? Is there a heel and a face in this situation? I don't feel like there was a Brit's more a popular heel and face thing. It's just because Brit's more popular, right? And no one I really cares about Ruby. The... I think they just took the tournament for what it was. There's um, not really, yeah, not really classic yeah, heel face. Just, I think it was just two competitors doing their thing for Owen. Uh, Makes sense. Uh, I did like that there, that Ruby came out with, uh, um, what was it? Uh, it was time for a change on the back of her jacket. You know, Owen's old moniker. Oh, enough right, right, is right. enough. And it's time for a change. Yeah. I'm not a nugget. No, yeah. That's something. <laughs> that's the something nation, Owen. Yeah. I'm not a nugget. I'm a that black my heart, damn Owens. it. That was one of my favorite Owens. I'm not a nugget. <laughs> they, they they do the victory roll reversal spot. It's a, you know, trademark uh, heart thing. is almost like... Uh, Almost like their WrestleMania 10 match is kind of what I think they were homaging yeah. right there. The Brett Noah and WrestleMania 10. That's what I saw. Uh, so, yeah. So, Brett wins this. Uh, her and Adam uh, have a nice lip lock at the top of the stage. Uh, tasteful. Very tasteful. Not Sammy Ty. Right, lock. yeah. It was tasteful. Right. It, this was... Um, you know, it was very PG thirteen, not uh, yes. not Cinemax at at one in the morning type. Yeah, kiss. Um, now I was fine with this, but Martha Hart, she's just so damn awkward. You That's know, what what I mean? I she say. doesn't know what she, she doesn't know what she's doing. I mean, she's she means well, but and she never said their names. Right, I don't know who you are. <laughs> It was so weird to me. I was like, what? Announce who they are? No. Okay, well, now are you going to announce? The... No. Okay. All right, so just never say their names. Never right. say how nice it is to meet. No? Okay, fine. Moving on. It was weird. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, you know, God God bless her. You know, she's had, you know, 
the most horrible run of it with, you know, what happened to Owen and everything and no disrespect at all, but this was just kind of a weird, almost kind of like they didn't have a real plan for how this ceremony was going to look and they just ended up kind of doing it, but it is what it is. They were both presented with the belt. They get to keep the belts, but they don't get to keep the cup is the deal. Yeah, they're it nice. was awkward too. You can take the cup, but I'm coming back for it next year. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's very weird. Like um, you said, God bless Martha Hart. Yeah. Doctor Martha yes. Hart. Yeah, she is she is also hey, a couple doctors in this segment, so go give some food to Owen Hart Foundation, folks. Non perishable. Um, and then next we get a match that I think this pay per view could have done without easily. If I'm cutting anything from this show, Vito, it's this next one. Scorpio, Ethan Page, and Paige Van Zant, Sammy Tecante, and Kaz. Uh, I was very confused because, like, I guess I just missed the Kazarian Scorpio. Like, you know, I know that they had that match or whatever, but I, I didn't know that they had, like, officially, like, disbanded or whatever. Or, like, turned against each other. And it created a weird situation where Kazarian was, like, the only babyface in the whole match. A crowd was dead for this. Uh, and the story kind of was that Kazarian kept yelling at Sammy, who was distracted with his woman and, you know, everything else. Uh, he was so distracted that he ends up actually super kicking his own chick. Amazing. That's basically what this built to. It was a great shot. It was pretty stiff. Yeah. Uh, they looked like uh, they came out dressed as like a demon couple. I don't know, but in, yeah. and it was also weird. Paige Van looked good though. You know the for her debut. It was underwhelming, at, like when she came out, but then. When they tagged in the girls, the crowd finally woke up. Yeah. When Paige Van Zant got the tag in, and then it was like her and Ty, the crowd was finally like, yes, okay. You know, they, they were finally like into something in the match. And uh, so that was very well done. And yeah, Paige Van Zant, you know, she's definitely rough, but they they found a way to make her not look ridiculous. So, yeah. For her debut, I thought she looked all right. Absolutely. You know, uh, not bad, uh, but, you know, we we still could have used this not on the show, but whatever. Uh, I do see the, a good story formed between uh, Frankie and Sammy. So I think we could see a program for Frankie and Sammy. That's the one thing I think we got out of this match. Okay. Yeah, maybe we transition to something like that more of course which but... i'm good for i like frankie kazarian for uh, against sammy kazarian i'll take uh, sammy kazarian <laughs> <laughs> frankie kazarian versus sammy Guevara. i'll take it i've always <laughs> hoped for good things for kazarian I, I remember being a big fan of his you know when i first saw him in tna years Taz. ago yeah and always always thought that he had uh a nice like ceiling on him didn't really necessarily work out that way but i'm happy that he has this role with with AEW where he is right now for sure yeah. um so yeah scorpion company win then we go on to another match which was great 
don't really know if you know what i mean i could have done with or without it on this show specifically though darby allen versus kyle o'reilly um take us through this one Vito. Uh, a few scary dives man as always few... <laughs> it can't be man, a darby match without some scary usually shit darby's right on when it comes to the dives but this time man he he scared me a couple times oh that weird yeah where he like i don't know if his foot clipped the second yeah. row yeah yeah that was scary it was scary man uh and the last minute and a half of that match was brutal. They just beat the tar out of each other. Right. And Kyle O'Reilly is a... He's not Kyle O'Reilly from NXT. All he's right. not. He's a, he's a brutal Kyle O'Reilly. He's, he's, a, he's more of closer to uh, John Moxley. Ooh, okay. He's got that uh, hard, pounding intensity. And, uh, and he hit a knee... He had a knee that looked really solid, and that that was uh, from the top rope or middle rope, middle rope, I think, and that was uh, what led to the the thrace count. Strong style, yeah. and not just strong style, but like strong main event style. And I think oh, that yeah. I think that really, I mean, we might not really see it, but I think you could sneak Kyle into like him you know and i was just talking last week about how i didn't really see him you know when he main evented dynamite not really seeing him as a as a credible main eventer but i think possibly um i mean especially after seeing his work in this match and yeah i mean i, I think he could be a, a credible challenger at least have a nice you know um some nice matches with some guys uh, up there i mean especially since what we what we saw later but i i won't i won't go into into much of that right now also i wanted to talk uh did he get some kind of weird like suction suction cup accident on his back what did he get that no, like... that's uh i was telling laura about that last night uh um cupping has right. become really popular amongst wrestlers kenny omega was the one who first started doing it if i'm if i'm right uh, Cesaro might have done it a little bit early too, but uh, from what I understand, it's really good for your muscles and your tendons and stuff. But okay. uh, it's so ugly. <laughs> yeah, no, it looked like he got attacked by some freaking aliens or something. It was just like, but yeah, he had. I think he did way too many. It yeah. almost looked like a tribal tattoo, right? It also, but yeah. it, it did also look like he got, you know, like he was just like brutalized, you know, like all these bruising and by an octopus uh yeah octopus bruising there you go um i mean at this point we were just about at the three hour mark of the actual show itself which is usually where i like you know where we're kind of trained to to think you know that's how long a show should go so at this point i was really starting to wonder how the rest of the show would play out uh, impressive coffin drop to O'Reilly on the apron uh, by Darby. I did put that down here. Uh, O'Reilly goes over. Were you shocked by, no. by O'Reilly going over? No, just the way he looked during that match. Like I said, uh, he looked very Mox Moxley esque. Yeah. Uh, they he really got he was really brutal and uh, 
No, I was not surprised at all that he won. I think they're going to, I think for some reason they're uh, going a little soft on Darby and uh, they're going a little harder on the Undisputed Elite going into Forbidden Door, I think. You know, it's fine. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think that this definitely helped O'Reilly at least to a degree. Yeah. Just being taken more seriously, getting a big win over a fan favorite like that uh, in in Darby Allen. So, uh, yeah, I think I think you're also right on that too. You know that they're they're trying to to build the elite just a little bit more, especially with all this Forbidden Door stuff coming up. Forbidden Door. Um. Then we get deep. I wish we we would have got more of. Yeah. Yeah. Very. We'll talk about what I was disappointed with later on. We we only have um, we only have like four weeks till that show, so there's going to have to be some some busting out uh, of these yeah. angles with these NJPW guys. But I almost wonder how much angles and stuff they actually do for the show. Maybe they just do a few angles, and the rest of them are just kind of like matches because because like, no one yeah. really. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where you're watching that show to see the action. You don't really care about storylines. Yeah, this they're not going to concentrate on storylines for that show. So, so. That, that's where I think they're going with that. Yeah. Uh, Deeb and Thunder Rosa. Uh, I thought this was good. You didn't think so? It was good. It was good. I'm just sad Deeb didn't work. Anyway, spoilers. Uh, yeah. I really yeah. wanted uh, Deeb. They worked. I mean, she shaved her hair and got implants for some dirty old man. For some pervy old men, yeah. No, I mean, uh, uh, I thought it was funny that Thunder Rosa had to hold her hat the whole way down to the ring. <laughs> Did you notice that? Uh, uh-uh. <laughs> she had to hold her hat the whole way down to the ring because it like just sat on her head, pretty much. That big hat that oh, she was okay. wearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had to hold it the whole way down to the ring so it didn't fall off. I thought that was kind of That funny. would have been a botchamania moment. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was a great submission match. I think it should have been a, a like an I quit match. I think that would have been better. With how many submissions they did, I think it should have been an I quit match. It would have been it would have made it so much better. Well maybe they have another one and Dean wins the I quit match. Ooh. They could. There you go. There's Rito booking again. The crowd seemed kind of soft for this, but then, but it, it, I guess it was just them being tired, though, right? Because the match <laughs> yeah. was fine. It's not like it was bad, but I think it just, you know, I, I, this was the point where everyone needed to kind of take a breather, I guess. Uh, you know. And and the crowd was kind of like this during the during the O'Reilly Darby match too. That's why I said it could have been like I think that that is one that should have been sacked possibly if we were looking to cut you know time this from is, this thing. This is another match I didn't take very many notes from. Basically, great submission match. And uh, one more note I took was the stretch muffler is the worst submission there is. <laughs> Can you name me a submission that you think is worse than a stretch muffler? Rather than just putting a leg up over the head, leaving arm, arm, and leg dangling. 
putting the knee over the neck and just going. <laughs> well, <laughs> Jeff Rappler is the worst. They need to bring back the torture rack. Yeah. Someone... Torture rack is necessary. Why doesn't why doesn't anyone do that move anymore? I it's think weird. someone does a torture rack for like a second, but then turns it into a slam of some sort. Right. But someone needs the, the full on torture rack. Miss that move. Miss that move one hundred percent. Miss and, Lex Luger. And Vito, I wanna I wanna tell you this. I wanna tell the listeners this. Next time you watch a Serena Deeb match, I think she's great. Don't get me wrong, but what I noticed during this match is that she she works she works like a trainer. You know what I mean? She she's does. she's done um that gig for so long and it's great and the work is great. But I I literally I like one time she did she like acknowledged the crowd maybe once during that whole match. And so that stuff was kind of missing. You know, maybe she was just kind of trying to hurry up through her stuff. We get like one, you know, when she was like, when she was like beating ass, we get like one play to the crowd yeah. thing. You yeah, know. She did. you're right. I did not notice that, but it's almost like that yeah. was the one time I can remember her doing that. Right. So just a little thing I noticed, you know, is just like, you know, she's, she's used to having these like, you know, She's used to training girls, not necessarily being in front of a huge crowd, necessarily. Yeah. And I noticed that, but, you know, most most folks probably wouldn't, besides, like, me and you. Uh, but, yeah, Thunder, Thunder Rosa keeps the belt, and uh, it'll be interesting to see if they keep this going or who she moves on to next. Um, would you like to see this keep going, or do you think no. you have someone uh... else in mind? No, no, I think we should definitely move on. Uh, I don't like... um, The one thing I like about AEW is they don't harp on two competitors going for months at a time. Vince, if you go look at uh, Wikipedia and go through Vince's pay-per-views, it's the same people, pay-per-view after pay-per-view after pay-per-view, and I hate that. Tony doesn't do that. Right. So... I'm looking for new new competitors for for Thunder Rose's title. Well, based off this show, it would be kind of hard to say. Well, I mean, you know, Britt just got a big win, um, so we could go back to that. You know, we haven't had. She's the... got a belt, right? But that that's just gonna <laughs> sit on her mantle or something. Uh, so, so yeah, it's either got to be Brit. You know, you can't do belt versus belt yet, I don't think, with Jade. You don't no. want to do that with this. No. Um, so, I mean, I guess I guess we go I guess we go back to Britt Baker. She gets her official rematch, maybe. Oh, that'll um, make Becky Lynch happy, wouldn't it? Right. I, I mean, other than that, I don't know. I don't know who, I don't know what other woman... You know, I don't like, and we talked about Statlander earlier. I guess she's kind of there. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Or maybe they could just piss everybody off and have Ty Conte beat her. That would piss everybody off. Um, I'm I'm up for it. Hey, there I like you go. Ty Conte. Well, hey, there you go. Yeah. Um. Next, Vito. Uh. 
We get anarchy okay. in the re- arena, Hold on pal. a second. Hold on a second. Okay. The dapper yapper, Justin Roberts, is in the middle of the ring looking as dapper as usual. He has the weirdest look on his face, and he goes, ladies and gentlemen, shit's about to hit the fan. <laughs> and it did. it did. Oh, boy, did it hit the fan. Your boys came out looking like... Uh, a boy band right i kind of got a uh you know i didn't really notice it at first but uh at the ending when i saw them kind of all standing there together it looked very clockwork orange to me was how i kind of i think that that might have been part of the theme you know in, in jericho's head maybe but i don't know just all the white pants and like a couple of the guys and like suspenders or whatever, you know, it like made me think of Clockwork Orange. But I had so many notes from this match. I didn't even bother. It's like watching a car wreck. You know what I mean? I was just oh, I, enjoying it. I for had what so it was. many. Uh, first of get... all, Ortiz looked awesome. Ortiz was that a Puerto Rican flag? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Down his face. Oh man, that looked cool. Uh. I love that Wild Thing continued to play. While yes, we get the New Jack um, treatment. It was like a New Jack yeah. match. And uh, I did not know. Were you aware that Jericho is the reason that the music died that day? Like, I had no idea. You know, the day the music died, Jericho. Oh, really? Yeah, right. Didn't he, know that. he killed it. He killed the music. He and killed the, music. Yeah. The fans uh, wanted it back. Matt Maynard, uh, is that his name? Matt Maynard? Yeah, Menard, whatever. Yeah, Menard, you say yeah. It. yeah. Major flare color. Oh, yeah. He, he wore the, the crimson. Color. Everybody had blood, but he had the best blood. Yeah. Uh, that scooter spot did not work. <laughs> At all. Yeah. Uh, what else I got here? Uh, the table uh, with the street sweeper. Yeah. Uh, I always call them LAX, but that's uh, proud and powerful. Uh, right. It was really good, but Santana went through that second table. Yeah. They didn't really show his side there. No. Because he, he was on the far side. Table solid. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, the apron to stairs pile driver. You catch oh. that? Oh, yeah. That was nice. Um, then they showed a second angle, and it was even better because his head was perfectly tucked. Ah, beautiful. Uh, and of course, see. mustard. You got to have mustard. A little mustard with your blood. <laughs> yeah. No man, that, uh, that mustard seed it gets it gets in your wounds, and it's hot. It burns you. <laughs> uh let's see here what i have uh other oh, elevator did we even see the elevator yeah again? that elevator spot was weird i don't know did we see elevator again i don't think we never saw how the because yeah they went in it and then the next time you see eddie is when he came out with the gas can the gas that's right okay yeah okay that's right uh oh mocks with the ropes I thought that was, Ooh, he just yeah, started tearing yeah. shit apart. And um, 
Yeah, and it's it's all his fault though. If you look at that, if he wouldn't have, if he wouldn't have, uh, untied the ropes, then our finish doesn't happen. Right? Uh, you're right. It's all Knox's fault. <laughs> you're right. What an asshole. <laughs> so, uh, when Proud and Powerful did that splash off the ladder, yeah, did you catch the sound of that? The table crunch sound. It was it was like a perfect table crunch sound, and then they replayed it. Same table crunch sound. If you have a chance to go back and listen to it, I was more, I don't know why, but the sound got me. I was more concentrated on how the far dude kind of missed, but you couldn't really see that. He kind of, oh. I mean, he there were there were double tables, and yeah. the guy closest to the camera. Both his tables broke, but then the far side, only one of them, and it was kind of a weird, rough landing. And we didn't see them again in the match after that, I don't think. That was like the last... I don't remember. I don't think so. I think that that was pretty Uh, much their final spot. The gas never paid off. I wish the gas... See, I was thinking that Kingston was going to come down with the gas and put it on that barbed wire table. And we Me were gonna too. go see. We're gonna see someone go through a flaming barbed wire table. And I thought it was gonna be Moxley since he was wearing that jacket. I'm like, there's got to be a reason why he's wearing that jacket. It's to protect him from the fire. But that didn't end up happening. So. So we had a full circle. Uh, uh, Justin Roberts announced the match. Daniel Bryan got the choke on him. Right. Which got him fired. From WWE I was thinking originally. about that too, man. That's the great. Watch choke. Yes, so. they did a couple of those chokes in this match. Uh, when uh, I think Garcia and Kingston, whoever was, oh yeah, back, yeah, and, with the and he was like dragging them in the back. Yeah, you see that? What yeah. did he do that with the tie? Was it a tie? That reminded me of that, that too. Yeah. So. Uh, Bunch of crazy stuff. Uh, blood everywhere. Weapons everywhere. Huge spots it was, everywhere. It was anarchy in the arena. It was definitely anarchy in the arena. And hey, uh, our finish ends up with the heels going over. So this is not done. This is not done. Uh, Jericho. Uh, they Well, Jericho and Hager basically tag team. Uh, DB uh, or Brian Daniel Bryanson Daniel Bryanson, Brian Danson whatever his name is now uh, <laughs> he, you know gets choked out with the rope which Moxley undid and um, so Damn yeah Mox. and that's so So this is going to continue blood and guts this, that's the only possible direction this could I go, right? We just had that. We just said blood and guts. We just had that inside the Anarchy and Arena. Maybe there was blood everywhere. <laughs> maybe we just need guts. Maybe we do the exploding ring again and try to do it right. Stop it. With these guys. Just don't even talk about that. Yeah, that's enough. Um,. They play a backstage segment there where Andrade introduces Roosh as his new business partner. So there you go, Roosh. I did some research on this guy. Oh, you never seen Roosh? He's no. awesome. 
uh, I found out that he is one of the creators of um, that group that you can pronounce that I can't. Los Grenobles? Yes. Oh, okay. He's a founder of that group. Interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. I knew that I was going to bring that here and that you would find that interesting. I've, I remember Roosh from some Ring of Honor stuff. And the yeah. couple Ring of Honor matches I saw him in were great. So, don't know what they're going to do with him. Andrade seems like he's kind of floundering, but, you know, maybe this helps. They kind of get, you know, section his group to more of his of his liking since he just kind of took over Matt Hardy's stable. I thought he was just going to kill the stable right there. I thought he's like, all these guys are losers. I don't they want no should. more of it. They should. I mean, that's kind of what I think that they're trying to do. I thought but... that's what he was saying. He's like, all these guys are losers. Done with it. But he's like, nope, here's another guy coming to join the losers. <laughs> the loser group. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we get more Scorpio Sky uh, backstage. He gets challenged by Dante Martin. Oh yeah, uh, I didn't write that down here. So that's I forgot about that. So that's there. Uh, then we get the triple threat tag. Uh, and this swerve in our glory. Swerve in our glory is what they're called now, apparently. And I also put that Starks and Hobbs' Titantron movie it looks like a creator wrestler, like one of the generic like creator wrestler backgrounds in, a lot in of 2K. Their, dude, a lot of AEW's guys uh, look like that. Yeah. Like a, like a um, stars or... Uh, right. Palm trees. Or... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, come on, man. There, there are indie guys that have that have better uh, Titantron, you know, movies that they made themselves. So there's one thing I want to say about this match. I like the rules of this match, how there was only two guys in the ring at one time instead of three. Cause the last couple uh, trios, uh, not trios, but uh, three way tag matches I've seen, they've had three guys in the ring at, at each time. And I thought that was a cluster. I didn't enjoy that. Well, you but just you two know, guys in the ring tagging whoever they want. I like that. That's good math. I think they should uh, open it up also to where there's, um, you know, because a lot and a lot of those, uh, like the real trios matches, like down south. A lot of time, there's not even like actual tags or like anything, you know, anything like that. So it's like it's really weird because this is where I kind of like. During this match, I, I enjoyed this match, but this is where I kind of started to fade out just from being sick and everything and just kind of um, waiting for uh, this. Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, though, end up keeping the belts. Keith Lee we were did both, a, We were both wrong here. Keith Lee did a powerbomb on uh, Jurassic Express where he basically took Jungle Boy... And powerbombed him on the back of Luchasaurus twice. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that. That was cool. Uh, the match mostly chaos. Uh, very, very kind of sloppy-ish. You know, good spots as uh, as AEW does with their big matches. Uh, Starks hit a a slingshot Rochambeau. What are you gonna do with that? <laughs> it was it was great. 
it was great. Starks is great. I think uh, he's untapped potential. Oh, for sure. Uh, him being in a tag team, him being in Team Taz, I think that's. I don't think that should last forever. Uh, I think Starks has potential to be. Uh, I don't know. Maybe TNT champion by himself without all that extra stuff. Starks. Uh, I think he's being held back by Team Taz. I don't know if you saw this, but um, someone tweeted this out. One of those like reports of, um, and they were talking about Regal and Daniel uh, and Brian Danielson, and basically how they're trying to take you know guys under their wing, and they oh. and they're having like um, you know like they show up early and are like you know helping certain guys that want help and you know talking to them and all that yeah and apparently starks is like one of their main guys that's like been working with them you know before the shows i think everything i just said back (laughs) stark needs to leave team taz and join the bcc there you go and that's and that's his future right what anyway sloppy finish champs win Champs, yeah. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, it just it just isn't time, you know. And then uh just isn't time for them to lose yet. They're so over. Everyone loves to do the but uh you know? their time is coming to an end. Did you catch uh Christian Cage putting Jungle Boy on his shoulders and Lucha giving him the side eye? Uh-uh, I did not. Yeah. Christian Ooh. Cage put uh um, Jungle Boy on his shoulders and Luchasaurus was like, what are you doing, man? That's kind of my job. He gave him like a couple of double glances. Huh. Like uh, maybe jealousy coming from the 60 million year old dinosaur with the green tongue. Dinosaurs don't get jealous, brother. This one does. I thought he was going to tail whip Christian Cage right in the face. Nope. Right? We get the main, the main event, baby. Gosh, main event time. It feels like it was never going to happen. Um, it happened. But it has happened. We have a new AEW world champ. Hangman Adam Page era is over, at least for now. Okay, so... Vito, take us through this, my man. Let's get through this before we start uh, celebrating CM Punk. <laughs> First of all, me and you both called the hangman was going to win. Okay, so let's not let's not dilly dally. We were that. we were wrong. We were wrong, wrong, uh, wrong. So that's enough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hangman came in looking intense and legit angry. Is what I is what I wrote down here. He he looked really good. Uh, the crowd was definitely CM Punk heavy. Yeah. They did kind of fifty uh, fifty chant, but yeah, it was it was heavier towards Punk for sure. You're gonna love this. Uh, I thought Punk looked better than Jeff Hardy, but seemed very similar. Did you see that? My first impression of like I, when Punk came out, I'm like, has he slept at all this week? Because he had yeah. bags under his eyes the size of freaking bowling balls. He moves. He moves like Jeff Hardy. But faster and better. Right. But he's still got that aching old man body. 
like Jeff Hardy. He just has flown less. And I was like, okay, I enjoyed it. And then I went to go see, you know, the second one with her, and it was it was cool too. But you know, I told my my uncle told called me on a Friday because they were going out to see it. They're like, oh, you want to come join us? You know, the guys are getting together to go see Top Gun. Right. And I was like, I'm not a real Top Gun guy. He, he's like, you're a communist. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I'll take it. I don't even know what that means, man. Uh, All right, where are we at? We're in the main event, yeah. and I can't remember oh, yeah. exactly. Punk. That's right. I was saying Punk looks like Jeff Hardy. Anyway. Yes. Um, they so are getting are up there in age right now. <laughs> yeah, something like that. We'll make it. We'll make it seem smooth. All right. So there was a GTS party towards the end. Did you see that? Yes. Of course, I mean, I, like, I watched this whole match with intent because, you know, it was our main event. It's like they're both going for a GTS over and over again. Uh, it's yeah. like, why Why they wanted to hit that move so many times? I know the story building up to it was, I can hit your finisher, I can hit your finisher, but, right. you know, at some point, that's just the lead up. I mean, the match doesn't have to be about that, right? Well, Paige was selling his leg or his knee and that also played into that because when he hit the GTS it was like he had hurt himself even more yeah because he had done they it. made sure to point that out he used that troublesome knee right and um no oh, so then you know so then you have so then you have the injury um which is like a part of everything uh a big part of the story right so like you know punk beats him but he doesn't beat him at 100 percent because he's obviously you know hobbled he hits another ridiculously ugly punk shot lariat oh my gosh yeah i mean i'm, I'm glad we won't have to see that again at least for a little while wow. hopefully he can practice it you know by the time that they they end up wrestling again um yeah and then we get uh of course uh he's selling the leg page is selling this leg and then the ref goes down and when the ref goes down everybody starts looking towards the entrance way because everyone yeah. was just like oh my gosh who's gonna debut Who's going to show back up? You know, I was thinking, okay, well, maybe we see Kenny. You know? Of course, I was saying, will we see Kenta? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, you had the Kenta thing. Uh, but that, you know, would have been see, afterwards. See, before this, before this, I had sent you that text message because uh, mm. we're friends outside of this. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, so I sent you that text message and I said, Here's my here's my prediction. Punk loses, lights go out, Kenta hits him with the GTS. Uh, Punk wins. Uh, Punk cries. Yeah. And the show goes off air. So I was way off. <laughs> well, it it was, it was like, such an awkward finish. There were so many awkward finishes tonight or last night. Well, it was nice that they let Punk have his moment. Right, 
So that was yeah. nice that that was unspoiled. But yes, yeah. this was um, the ref goes down. Page second guesses himself like he's not supposed to do, right? Yeah. He, he starts not believing in himself again. He's thinking about doing the belt. If he would have just laid him out with the belt, he would still be champion. But he decided not to. And um, and that cost him the match. You think this, uh, with that belt thing, with him losing, is this uh, introduction for a full heel hangman? You know, I didn't use the belt, and now my title's gone. It could be. I don't necessarily. I mean, I think a lot of people are on that, on that wavelength, because we've been kind of, kind of waiting for like an official heel turn out of this, for one of the guys at least, and it looks like it was going to be Paige, obviously. Yeah. And um, is that that media scrum? Uh, Punk said that he's enjoying being a face. He's good at it. Uh, and blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Yeah. No, and I, I think that that makes more sense. I think it makes more sense to have guys like Punk and guys like Brian, guys that people want to naturally cheer for, um, just keep those guys' faces. I kind of feel that same way with Jericho, right? Because it's one of those things where the guys that have built up names like that, People don't really care either. You know what I mean? Like if you if you are uh, a, a dedicated fan watching the shows every week, of course you know whether they're supposed to be like heel or face, and you feel it doesn't really matter to you what they are because you like the guy, yeah. right? And then you so it's like let's just keep it simple like that. I keep going back to this thing, uh, this example. I don't know if I've ever told you this story, Vito, but. Years ago, gosh, I want to say this was back in like 2011. Uh, this was like one of the first times that WWE came and did the house show in Eugene yeah. at Matt Knight. And I took a couple of buddies of mine and, uh, you know, they, they weren't necessarily guys that like watched wrestling every week, but like, but liked wrestling and were familiar with, you know, most of the guys on the show. And I remember Jericho, funny enough, Jericho being on the show. And in 2011. In 2011, yeah. In, in a WWE house show in Eugene, Oregon. Can't remember who he was facing, but Jericho comes out. And my buddy was, like, excited to see Jericho because he's like, oh, my God, it's Jericho. You know, man's a legend. And, and he's like, he's go, he's like, yeah, Jericho, you know, when he comes off. And in the middle of all this, shiny jacket, Jericho. I think it was. Yeah. And, but he was going back and forth from like heel face, heel face kind of thing, you know, during this time frame. So my buddy, you know, he's like cheering for him, and then all of a sudden he's like noticing that like most of the crowd is booing him. And and he's and he got on. He's like, he's like, well, why is there, why is everyone booing Jericho? And I'm like, well, right now he's a heel. Oh, he's like, oh, okay, boo, you know, and he like, and he like starts, <laughs> but it was like, as a casual fan, 
you can't keep track of, you know, all this back and forth and back and forth. You just like the guy. In wrestling, the the line of the story is you fall in line. Right. You fall in line with whatever uh, happens, right? What do they say about wrestling? Dispend belief? Is that what they say? Suspend your disbelief. Yeah. Suspend your disbelief. That's yeah. what wrestling's about. I mean, what they're showing you on TV, <laughs> that's what's happening. And you, you got to be down with it or, you know, they got two words for you. Don't watch. Well, that's... Oh, and suck it. Yeah, no, no. So that's the thing. It it just reminds me of like where you don't really care what's going on. You just like the guy. And I think guys that have transcended that are guys like Punk, guys like Brian, Mox, the real popular quote unquote, you know, WWE guys that they've brought in. Um it's just hard to keep those guys. Uh, it's it's hard to make those guys and keep those guys heels, in my opinion, because... See, I won't call those guys WWE guys. Really? Punk, Mox, uh, Danielson, <laughs> Joe, uh, Cole. None of those guys. I will not call them WWE guys. Those are indie guys. Those are indie guys that um, that called that got called up to WWE. Uh, Randy Orton, uh, uh, John Cena, Batista, those guys, those are WWE guys. Those are true WWE guys. Those are Ohio Valley wrestling guys who were trained, farmed, and produced right there. This would be uh, a great topic for just like a standalone show in of itself because I do see what you're saying there. And I think you got a great point, but I also think that like most of the world would not know these people unless they had the huge WWE train push behind them. And that is a huge part of their, their recognition. And yes, they're maybe not necessarily born and bred WWE guys, but, um, but that's See, Jericho. Uh, I would even consider a WWE guy because him, he came from ECW, WCW, WWE. Uh, so I would, I would technically call him a WWE guy. But he also, you know, he came up on, uh, you know, what was it, uh, like Smoky Mountain at first. Uh, yeah. You know, and he did stuff in like Mexico and Japan and all that stuff prior to, you yeah. know. So it's really kind of one of those things. I mean, you can debate it all day long. And another part of it is, is that's our perception, right? Because we're such hardcore fans. We have that in our minds and we recognize that and we can remember, oh no, you know, this, that dude started in ring of honor or that dude started in Japan or whatever. But I'm just talking about to like the casual wrestling audience, which may or may not exist anymore. That's that's a, that's another thing people are arguing about on Twitter nowadays. Uh, is the IWC changed everything, right? Which so, is the internet wrestling community for anyone who for those not in the know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's a great topic up for debate, uh, Vito. I'll kind of close it out with you here by asking you this. Uh, so what's next? We kind of talked about what was next for Paige, but I mean, what about Punk? 
Who's the next challenger? Who's ready to go after the big gold prize? I mean, does it is it somebody on this show? Or is it someone not on this show? It could be somebody not. If you're looking at uh if you're looking at this show, I mean what, do you put do you put Adam Cole back into that spot? No, I mean do you put uh, uh someone from the BCC in there? That's possible. Well they did lose. I don't know. Maybe, maybe a tournament? The, maybe, I don't know. Maybe Jericho. Maybe we do Jericho Punk again or you know, I don't know. Maybe they do the rematch first. I trust Tony in whatever he does. Ooh. I'll take a rematch. Right? I'll take a rematch. And of course something else though. What's that? Some 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 other type of match. Oh, right, 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 right. Stips. Yeah, stips. Gotta have some stips. Change her up. We'll put it in a cage match or something. Maybe not a cage, yeah. but something. Future I... aside, Brand, what do you uh, what do you give in this show? Ooh. Give me a five, a one to fiver. I mean, it's got to be. I think there was enough four star matches to put it at four. I think. Really? I think it's fine as a four, maybe maybe three and three three and three quarters is gonna be. Yeah, my, I was thinking about final. it because there was a couple matches that I just that disappointed me. So I think right. that drops it down to a three point five for me. <clears throat> when it comes to AEW, I don't think I'm ever gonna go too far below three. Right. I don't think I've gone below three. So I think I'm going to go 3.5 on this one. 3.5, a little lower. Okay. Yeah. No, that's fine. And this goes back to the debate. And, and I'll tell you why, mostly. I'd give it a four. But the Young Bucks Hardy match, man. Oh, God. I just can't put it out there. If the Young Bucks don't perform on a pay-per-view, <laughs> I can't do it. Can't put it to a four. Three point five only because the young bucks. <laughs> and it, the, the the damn thing is, it's not their fault. They did the best. They did the best damn thing they could. And, and like you were saying, you know, this match. I mean, five six years ago, it's absolutely tearing the house down. Uh, sadly, it's just it's a little bit past where we really wanted it, but. And my predictions were way off. What can you do? Yeah, we didn't really do. Too great on the predictions. No, we did okay. We, <laughs> it was pretty kind of 50, screwed the pooch 50. on predictions there, buddy. Unpredictable. Yep. Right? So that's kind of the that's whole point. Like about Tony. And this and this is, goes back to full circle of how um and you know he mentioned that a lot in the scrub full circle, full circle all the time. Uh yeah. with the booking. But um, you know, the argument do we want more? Or do we want less and the best of the best? Well, like you said, I could have done without uh, the top team match, too. Right. Although we did get a great super kick where a boyfriend 
almost kicked his girlfriend's head off. Right. Which is great. I love some accident uh, um, couples abuse. That's great. Uh, and uh, Darby O'Reilly, we could have done without. Right. You're right. Um, but other than that, I think the show, uh, I think other than that, I think we could have done pretty good. I mean, that's that would take us back up to 9 o'clock. So... Interestingly enough, also, I will mention this, that during the during the scrum, even though Tony Khan said this and that or whatever about the length of the show, he did go out of his way to mention that he that that was not going to be the plan for Forbidden Door. Um, we I think we see a more standard like three hour show for that is basically what yeah. he said. Yeah, there's not going to be any filler for that. Right. Yeah, I don't see that show having a lot of filler. They're all just going to be good bangers for that. Which if they book all the matches we predicted, it'll never, it'll be another oh. six-hour show. But we'll see what they limit it down to. We booked a lot of filler. We did. Well, we just pretty much wanted to get everyone on the card, but that yeah, that we were we were nice bookers. We booked one of these. That more or less might not be yes. Absolutely. More bang for your buck. Well, Vito, I think that about does it, man. Yeah. Uh, I think we covered this show. review with Vito and the brand. It's exciting. Uh, We got to finally cover one of these pay-per-views, which is a whole different uh, monster than uh, doing the Dynamites. But we'll be back on Wednesday to see how they continue this thing out. And I want to tease right now to uh, Pro Wrestling Pro Wrestling Planet, right, and Vito TV people that uh, someday in the future we will be doing a reaction video yes. for one of these pay-per-views, for an AEW pay-per-view. Yes. So I'm not going to promise Forbidden Door, but... It could happen. We're going to go for it. We're shooting, we're shooting for Forbidden Door, but it might take us to the next one. So Yes. Look forward to that. We will be either live reacting, live podcast, something like that. I'm not sure exactly yes. how the setup will be, but we'll end and up we'll doing it. And we'll also do the review, too. So we'll yes. do the live reaction for a pay-per-view and afterwards do a review. So look for that in the future. Sounds fun. You can find Vito on Vito TV on YouTube. Uh, you can find Pro Wrestling Planet at pwplanet.com. And uh, that's about it. Vito Man. And on Spotify. And that's on Spotify. On Spotify. On Spotify. Uh, Vito, thank you very much for joining me, man. I guess we'll uh, I guess we'll check each other out Wednesday and see Brandon, what it's always a pleasure. What the great TK has in store for us. I can't wait. Thank you, Tony Khan, for a great pay-per-view. You're the best, Tony. You're and the you're best. the best, Brandon. You're the best, Vito. I love you, man. All right. Until next time. See you Peace. on Wednesday. Wolf Package. Wolf Pack. Ah. What is up, wrestling fans? This is the brand. And I wanted to take a quick second here to tell you a little bit about where you can find official Pro Wrestling Planet merchandise. There is only one place to find it. And that is at our bonfire store. So if you type into the URL bonfire.com slash store slash pro dash wrestling dash planet, 
I know it sounds like a lot, but you can probably search Pro Wrestling Planet also on the Bonfire website as well. We just launched our exclusive first edition Pro Wrestling Planet t-shirts on there. So make sure you get on there and scoop one up before they sell out, before they become unavailable anymore. Once again, official Pro Wrestling Planet merch at bonfire.com slash store slash pro wrestling planet.